Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial yet forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. This series is named after the Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered national women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. Catherine Durek writes and voices Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series. Today's story is a greater menace than war. In February 1917, the Ohio legislature passed and the governor signed into law a bill that allowed Ohio women to vote for president. Male voters repealed the measure that fall. In 1917, Ohio women first won, then lost, the right to vote for President of the United States in a hotly pitched battle that involved booze, fraud, racial discrimination, and the First World War, as opponents battled from the State House to the Ohio Supreme Court. Suffragists won a major victory in February, dancing and cheering when the Ohio legislature passed the Reynolds Act. Although Ohio women would still be prohibited from voting in most local or national races, the Reynolds Act added the right to vote for president to an earlier law that had allowed women to vote for school board members. Two days after the act was passed, the first effort to defeat its provisions was launched in the Ohio Senate when the Holden Resolution was introduced. More comprehensive than the Reynolds Act, the Holden Resolution would grant women voting rights in all political contests by amending the Ohio State Constitution. But according to news sources, the cynical Holden Resolution was intended to strike terror in the hearts of genuine suffragists because it ignored the 15th Amendment and specified equal voting rights only for white women, a tactic calculated to raise opposition from black voters and their supporters. Suffragists seemed to contradict themselves when they fought the Holden Resolution and celebrated its demise. The anti-suffragists immediately attacked on another front, initiating a petition drive for a referendum, believing voters would overturn the Reynolds Act at the polls. When the anti succeeded in delivering the required number of signatures, the suffragists dispatched a score of clerks and stenographers to inspect the petitions. What they found became the subject of a series of lawsuits that would drag out for months and end up in the Ohio Supreme Court. Fathered, furthered, and financed by the liquor industry, and with nearly one quarter of total signatures from Cincinnati, the beer capital of the world, Petitions for the referendum reeked with fraud and bore the names not only of legal voters, but of cats, dogs, and dead men. In the four counties where suffragists were granted hearings, Scioto, Trumbull, Mahoning, and Cuyahoga, more than 90% of the signatures were thrown out. As referendum lawsuits slowly plodded through Ohio courts, the antis escalated their alarm after the U.S. entered World War I, warning the public that granting women equal voting rights would be a menace even greater than armed global conflict. When womanhood totters, our land is in danger, they claimed, and they charged the suffragists with sedition. In response, the suffragists brought their war knitting to court, expressing their patriotism while silently asserting that democracy begins at home. 
In decisions tainted by what the Akron Times called the slush of rotten political trickery, the suffragists lost every remaining political challenge. In decisions tainted by what the Akron Times called the slush of rotten political trickery, the suffragists lost every remaining legal challenge, and less than nine months after it had become law, the Reynolds Act was repealed by male voters on election day. Even so, the suffragists remained optimistic. Mrs. O.F. Davison, chair of the Montgomery County Suffrage Association, declared, we know that in 1920, we will vote for president. Suffragists are never defeated. They are only delayed in their final victory. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. You can subscribe to The Genius of Liberty through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Genius of Liberty stories come to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. You belong here.